Uh, good day. Uh, welcome to today's broadcast. I, I'm coming to you with uh, some excitement today because I believe that be, could be life-changing for you. Of course, you know, I believe that every time I believe that God gives me uh, something to share with you, it could be life-changing because, you know, I, I think about this as kind of a spillover because uh, the, the things that God brings to me to help our life, Sandy and I, and grow and, and prosper and all those kind of things, that's kind of what spills over from that is what I can share with you. In other words, uh, I just... I just love the Word of God, and you know, I've started many times, if you've listened to me much, you know I quote the first Psalm quite a bit, uh, but there's some elements in there that I might uh, just talk about for a second, because you know where we're at today is, I believe the Lord God wants you to prosper. I believe that with all my heart, and I'm going to share some scriptures right now that will uh, enhance that, but, but you need to know in these times, when it looks like all the big guys have all the money and they have all the power and all the stuff, I'm telling you something. Uh, you know who the big guy is? That's our Lord God Almighty. And what he did, he sent his son to bring redemption to us. And I'll read this scripture here in a little bit. But you know in First Psalm, I uh, quote this so much, but it talks about blessed is that man. So what about that man? Well, he walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. In other words, we don't listen to all the fake news. We don't listen to all the stuff. We don't even hang out with people that are negative, that don't love the Lord. It says there, they, you don't stand in the path of sinners nor sit in the seat of the scornful. Uh, but his delight, this is where we're at. Our delight, my delight, your delight is in God's Word. It says the law of the Lord, but in our life that is the Word of God. That's what we delight in. And on this law, on His Word, He meditates day and night. And here's the promise. He shall be like a tree planted by rivers of water that bring forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf shall not wither, but everything he or she does shall prosper. Now, what do you think about that? So let's get into Ephesians 1 here. And I, I really play believe and hope that you'll take this to heart because I know in the last few days the Lord has been Im Im impressing me that he wants his people to get a hold of this. He wants to prosper you. You know, we're around, oh, the price are going up, there's inflation, there's this and there's that and there's shortages. Hey, brothers and sisters, uh, I want to read Ephesians 1 here. I'll be going through this a little bit piece by piece. But anyway, the first couple of verses in Ephesians chapter 1 are salutation. But in verse 3, here he says it again. He said, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly, uh, in heavenly places in Christ. In other words, there's no limitations on these blessings. None. None whatsoever. Now, let's go into verse 4. Just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we would be holy and without blame before him in love. Now, keep stay with me now. Uh, and having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. Okay, we have some things here that we're, we're going along here. But this is the family of God. When you made Jesus the Lord of your life, Ephesians is written to believers. So if you're not a believer already, you can do that today. You can make Jesus the Lord of your life because the Bible tells us that we're adopted here. In verse 5, it says we're predestined to be adoption 
into his family, sons of Jesus Christ. We are adopted in God's blessed family. I want you to think about that. I'm, an, I'm, I'm part of God's family. Uh, is everybody out there? No. Uh, there's plenty to talk about the evil people, those that reject Jesus, those that want to lord it over us and steal from us, rob from us, kill us, make us sick, all those kind of things. Uh, hey, they, they don't enjoy this, but God's family is blessed. And all we have to know is that we're blessed. How do we do that? Well, keep going here. I, I want to I take you into verse 6. To the praise of the glory of His grace by which you were made, He made us accepted in the Beloved. That means you've been welcomed into His family. That means that you've been welcomed into every benefit that God has for His people. And you know, one of the places you'll find some of those, if you take the time to go to Deuteronomy 28th chapter, and about the first 14 verses, and you begin to read all the blessings. Those were the blessings that God bestowed upon His children, the children of Israel at that time. We've been engrafted, we've been adopted, the Bible says, into that family. Every blessing that you read there, well, why don't I read a couple of those? Uh, Deuteronomy 28. Uh, you need to get a bookmark in, that, in this, and you need to read it sometime uh, every day. I don't mean just sometime just for the fun of it. I mean, you need to look at this and say, these are my blessings. Uh, and I will have to tell you, uh, uh, here's verse 28. I'll just go through this a little bit. But um, Deuteronomy 28 talks about, uh, in verse 1, Now it shall come to pass, if you diligently obey the, voice, uh, obey the voice of the Lord, to observe carefully all His commandments, which I command you this day, and so on and so forth. He said He would set us high above all nations on the earth. Now he's talking about the Jews at that time, but again, you must understand, we have been adopted into that family. And he says, all these blessings shall come on you and overtake you because you obey the Lord your God. And it goes on, and there's so many blessings uh, here. It blessed in the city, blessed in the country. Blessed shall be the fruit of your body and the produce of your ground and the increase of your herds, the increase of your cattle, the offsprings uh, of your flocks, and go on and so forth. Uh, and in verse 8, the Lord will command the blessing on you in your storehouses and in all to which you set your hand, and he will bless you in the land which the Lord God gives you. Oh, brothers and sisters, I w if I could anyway encourage you in a stronger way, read these blessings. I will tell you something. Sandy and I have a very blessed family. We really do. And every wedding that I've performed with, with our children, I pronounce these blessings over them as part of the ceremony. And not only that, I will say uh, even another level of that, uh, because of some Jewish custom I had learned about, when our son turned 21 years old, I pronounced this blessing over him with a feast of his friends and the biggest steaks we could buy at that time and blessed him that way. The, the man, you know, the, the, the child, man-child, how do I say it, our son anyway. Our children are so blessed they walk in these blessings. Why? Because I pronounce them over them by the Spirit of God, and I will do that for you today because I want you to receive this. I want you to get a hold of this. I really do want you to get a hold of this. Now, in verse 7 in Ephesians, we're back in Ephesians here. 
Now, we, uh, verse 6 said we're accepted into that family. Verse 7 said, in him, speaking of Jesus, we have redemption through the blood. What are we redeemed from? Well, if you're not Deuteronomy chapter 28, start in verse 15 now, and you see all the curses. What the redemption is, we are redeemed from the curse. And it says that in Galatians 2, but I won't go there right today. It says in Galatians uh, 3, chapter 3, it talks about being redeemed from the curse of the law. The only thing we're subject to are the blessings of God. And get that straight now. And what else do we have? We not only have the redemption from the curses and even the fall of Adam, but we have forgiveness of sins. Now, what does that forgiveness really mean? Well, it means remission. You know what that means? It's gone. If you owe somebody money and you paid them off, that debt is gone. It's paid for in full. So not only that, now why am I going there with the prosperity? Because you see, you can get beat down with religious thinking, religious teaching. You might even, even uh, I don't want to get negative about anybody, but a lot of people go to the, sit under a teaching that would make you think that God hated us almost because he would take away from things for us. No, he wants us to prosper. Jesus paid a mighty big price for that. And anyway, so we have redemption through the blood. We have forgiveness or total remission of every sin according to the riches of his grace, which we made to abound towards us in all wisdom and prudence. That's understanding. You see this short little passage that I've had today. Yeah, I would pray that it would give you a little bit of understanding on how serious God is about processing your life today. We don't have to be submitted to this idea that we're going to starve this winter because fuel prices are up and we're not going to have food. No, we stand with the Lord and call get that supernatural blessing coming in life because that's what it is you know and I know a lot of uh, people concentrate on giving and receiving and all that but and, and that's all part of it that's all part of sowing and reaping the Melchizedek priesthood the tithing but it's not all of it we must have the faith behind it to receive it you can give all kinds of things away and just be out of money but if you do it with faith and you begin to understand that God wants you to prosper big time I mean third John 2 beloved I wish above all things, he says in 3 John 2. I wish above all things that you would prosper and be in health, even as your souls prosper. What's a prosperous soul? That's what we're doing today. We're going over this word, re renewing our minds. Our soul is prospering because we see some great things going on. Now, I'm going to shift a little bit here into a, a, a prayer over here in Ephesians 1. And in verse 17, there's a prayer. And it says that, uh, well, in verse 16, do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him. See, he's bringing that forward right now. He's bringing you some wisdom and, and, and some knowledge of him that the eyes of your understanding being enlightened. In other words, I want you to see this. That's your eyes, right? So we're praying that you see this, you get a hold of this, that your understanding might be enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. We're talking about riches here. We're talking about uh, things more pricely than, than gold or silver. I mean, beyond that. And 19, listen to this. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power 
towards us who believe. But there, really that means the power that's in and for us. See, there's an empowerment right now. If you're taking this, this into your heart, you say, you say, I believe it, I receive it. There's an empowerment going into your heart right now. Uh, even your, renewing your, your soul, your mind to grab a hold of these things. And it says, according to the working of his mighty power, power. Glory to God. I tell you, there's an empowerment here beyond what you could ask or think. And, and then it talks about in verse 20, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in heavenly places. Who do you think he did that for? He raised him up. Jesus paid a price. God raised him up, seated him at his own right hand for you and me. For you and me, that's what he did. He, he put him right there, and verse 21, get a hold of this one, far above principalities and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only this age, but also in that to come. He put all things under his feet and gave him to be head over all things to the church. Who's the church? That's born-again believers. That's not the building down the street that has a cross on it. It's the born-again believers, the ecclesia, the church, to which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. Now, I covered a lot of things right now, just now, but verse 21, when it says, far above all principality, power, rulers, and even the names. Okay, you know, if you're kind of into the stuff, you heard about deep state, you're listening to the news, you talk about that. Hey, God is so far above every deep state name there is. He's far about every demon spirit that runs them, every principality, power, and might, and dominion. And guess what? He's put them under our feet. Why? Because we're, we're the body of Christ, are we not? So, uh, brothers and sisters, I threw out a whole load of hay right now for you that are ranching country and you, <clears throat> you know what that means. I put out a lot of stuff here, but you see, the whole thing is that God wants you empowered to prosper. Not only in your giving, but when you give, which many of you are givers, we know that, and we're givers. But you know what? The reason I'm here is because uh, I'm serious. God wants us all to move on. He wants us to go up another step on this ladder. He's called us to do that. He, for, he predestined us to, to prosper. I mean, uh, you, you go through this scripture in verse 5 again in Ephesians, having predestined us to adoption. In other words, he had this all figured out when he was creating all this stuff, that he'd raise up a family that would be his. And, it, and so he's got the family. He's got this family. And our power is when we say, Jesus I want you to come into my life. I want this empowerment. I want to prosper, Father, in your terms, in your ways. I don't, I don't have to manipulate people. I don't have to rob from people, steal from people. All I have to do is to believe you, God, that you want to bless us with all these blessings that you provided. And so, Father, thank you, Lord. I see in, even, in, uh, even in Corinthians, and I won't go there today and open up uh, any other things, but in Ephesians chapter 8, I'm sorry, 2 Corinthians chapter 8. I, I love that in the Amplified uh, Bible. I think I've got it right here. And it says, And God is able to make all grace, every favor and earthly blessings, come to you in abundance, so that you may always and under all circumstances, and whatever the need be, self-sufficient, possessing enough to require no aid or support, 
or furnished in and furnished in abundance for every good work and charitable donation. Hallelujah. What does that mean to you? Well, that wasn't the scripture I wanted to read here, but anyway, that's good enough. That's a powerful scripture that we think about a lot. And I'm in in chapter 8, verse 9, uh, and it says at the end of that, he became so very poor that in order by his poverty, you might become enriched, abundantly supplied. That's God's plan for you. He wants you abundantly supplied. Glory to God. Hey, take this to the bank. Thank you for it. Thank you for watching. But Jesus didn't become poor. Uh, no, Jesus didn't come poor, but why that? He divested himself at the cross and and that's what he had to do to graft us into it. So the Bible says that. I didn't say it. I read it out loud. But, uh, but basically, he divested himself of everything and then rose from the dead so he could bring this power towards us. So that, that's, a, that's a little, uh, that's the way it really means. So God bless you. You make Jesus the Lord of your life today. Just, just uh, believe in your heart that God raised from the dead. Say with your mouth. Uh, so and believe it in your heart and you shall be saved. Have a blessed day in Jesus' name. Amen.